Good afternoon and welcome to Tree Talk, episode 171 of myself, Jack Neville and Matt O'Callaghan. Uh, we're back for another busy weekend of action. The, the Hurlers and the Camogie team kick off their league campaigns. We've Fitzgibbon Cup, Sigerson's Cup back on. The Hartley Cup final is this Saturday with Arts Coloration action. And we already saw the footballers last week against Longford and they're out against Antrim. So stay tuned for, for preview of all those games and a look back at last weekend's action. Impression the game, we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Johnny Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second out there from the war court today. No more about them. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. I suppose good mid-morning to Matt on this Thursday, I suppose the 3rd of February and we have a load of league action to Florida. Um, last year we obviously didn't have anything this time of year so it really puts into context how far we've come as a nation more than anything with regards that it's kind of coming back to normality. Oh God, it is, it is, it is. Like, um, sure, really, you, you, you couldn't write for the programme that we have this weekend across across so many codes like... Um, you know, we we've three of the four Limerick teams out in league action at the weekend, like the the, the senior hurlers, senior footballers, senior camogie. You've you've a hearty cup final um involving a Limerick team, Arts Gold Reach. You have a current a current Tommaso Kalim, Mikolim, um, which is the Monster Senior Hurling B, um, which is involving a Limerick team again in in um Skull in the in 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 um Dune, who are playing Charleville, um, who, who would have a Limerick element as well. And if, if that is not enough, like he ticks off tomorrow with the C semi-final involving um, um, Kalashi Yosef Kilmalak and, and Ennis Diamond CBS. So like it's, it, it, and not to mention, of course, that, that, that um, Limerick's involvement um, in the Sigerson and the Fitzgibbon Cups and uh, and that great result that the that the um, that the UL Sigerson Cup team under Declan Bruder got last night from um, in in the, in that victory over Queens of Belfast, and it was very very interesting in that particular one. And I know you might be dwelling on it a bit later, uh, Jack. Um, it, 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 you know, uh, I suppose it, it would be unthinkable a number of, a couple of years ago, but like there was Limerick players on both teams last night, believe it or not. Um, yeah. You had Paul Maher, who was captaining um, uh, captaining UL, and you had Gordon Brown, who was playing at wing back for um, for um, for Queen's yeah. University. So yeah, it, it's a huge it's a huge weekend, and uh, and really, really, we're getting into the meaty section of 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 of, um, uh, of the playing action at the moment. And uh, look, look. Um, in comparison and in contrast with what what we've had for the last two years, Jack, isn't it just wonderful? Yeah, it it is wonderful, and we'll 
We'll start with, with the hurlers who have been wonderful over the last, I suppose, four or five years. At this stage, a trip to Wexford in round one um, this Sunday at a quarter to two. It's the third time in five seasons that we're starting in Wexford. Um, obviously, in 2017, Wexford got to win Dave Fitz's first game in charge. It was also John Kiley's first league game in charge and how, how times have been good to us since. But it, it'll be very exciting, Matt, because even though we saw great hurling in January, we won the Munster Hurling Cup, um, it'd be great to see some of the probably more known faces back in action. Um, like, we won't have Keen Lynch, probably, who was with NUIG and a few more playing the Fitzgibbon Cup. The likes of Sean Finn, Aaron Galan, these lads that have become staple names, just to see them in action once more. Yeah, it should, should be should, should be fantastic. And um, you, you're right there about them. Um, we, we've heard them. Um, uh, John Kiley has drummed it on and on and on about the the importance of of players playing with their colleges, and of course he's he, he he's absolutely right, absolutely right. So he, like he 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 and his management team, they they have the job of of, of juggling between um, sorting out the players players commitments, like because we've we've quite a number of players of of the squad that are involved with with um, UL and. They're, 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 they're actually, there there is even more of the squad involved with UCC, mm. in in that 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 um, the the Bylan brothers and Ronan Conley are are among uh, among a host of, of Limerick players that are involved with UCC, along with Jack Bryan of Dune and and um, uh, Willem Hen of Napierschik and the two lads from Ahan, um, Kieran Barry, who has played in every game in 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 the Fitzgibbon Cup so far, and Patrick Hartnett. So. Like um, you know, but but um, obviously they're not all on the panel. But um, there's there's quite a few. Brian O'Grady is involved with with um, with um, UL and and certainly um, w- w- without wanting to preempt your next question or anything, um, um, Brian O'Grady in my view um, is is one of those people that during during the Munster Senior Hurling Cup really put up his hand. Um, mm. For, for for a place in in uh, on uh, on the Limerick team in Wexford on Sunday, yeah, he probably has been brilliant for both UL and for for Limerick this year with with those performances in midfield. I know we're always second guessing John Kiley, and more often that we're wrong. But how do you feel he will set out with his team this Sunday? Will it be more giving those fringe players a chance, or will it be closer to the team we saw against Cork last year, or a mix of both, probably? I, I think he'll probably up for a mix of both, Jack. But to what extent, I, I, I don't honestly know. You know, like you, you can go position by position and, and like um, really you'd be only really scratching your head. But like um, just generally like um, Rich English, you know, had a couple of tremendous performances. Um, yeah. du- du- during during the the Monster Cup campaign, absolutely fantastic. Um, like if you were sitting down to pick the Limerick team to go to Wexford on on Sunday, and you, you're using the two games in Monster as the criterion for determining who who should be on and who should not, how could you omit Colin Coughlin after after the performances that he put on? Absolutely splendid, splendid performances. The same would go to a certain degree. For um uh, for Brian O'Grady as we've already mentioned, and what about David Reedy? Um, 
who hasn't nailed a regular a regular spot on the team, but has scored a phenomenal one twenty six in two games, Jack. That's, yeah, that's, that's twenty seven scores in one hundred and forty minutes. We've come to expect that, though, from David Reedy, and we've said it so many times. A lot of these different players are would start in other counties. The ones that are probably more fringe players with us, but one thing is for sure: whatever team he picks, it'll be a strong Limerick side that goes to Wexford and Sunday. Oh, it will be. It, it, it will be a strong. It, it'll be a strong side, and the team is to be named on Thursday night. I understand, and and when when we see the the the, the um, when we see the composition of the team, we'll get a fair barometer as as to what Limerick's approach to the league is going to be. Um, yeah. I, I I think it will be in contrast to last year because, um, as as we said on a number of times, um, there was no opportunity last year due to the absence of the pre-season competitions to run the rule over players. John Kiley has, has had that benefit, albeit with just two games this year, but um, he will have learned quite a bit in from the two games. Maybe not so much from the game against Kerry, because it was one-sided. It was a David Goliath kind of a clash. But he, he will have he learned quite a bit about about um, uh, what a lot of his fringe players and and his new players have to offer following that performance in Clare, because that was a tough test. Any time yeah. you go to Clare, and it was it, it's, it's it's the first of three games. Yeah. Um, with 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 Clare um, this year, three competitive games. We go there again in the league. We go there again in the championship. But it put down a very very firm marker. Yeah, it did. And I suppose the league is probably going to take on more of a meaning this year. And everyone will say Limerick's main priority is the championship, and there's no one denying that. But on one side of the coin, you have to strike while the iron is hot. We had a lot of barren years in Limerick with no trophy, so as many as you can win, you're going to go from. And also, there's very little time between the league and championship. So it's going to be important to, to hit the ground running because if you have a, a poor league campaign, you're under pressure going to Cork in the first round of Munster. Yeah, that, 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 that's exactly it, Jack. That, that, that sums it up because um, you have to go to Cork with momentum. You have yeah. to go to Cork because Cork, um, like, you know, Cork w- w- will be fueled with more with motivation, um, following last year's All Ireland final, like they they will see that they, they they didn't do themselves justice. Now we'll get an opportunity to play Cork in the meantime, of course, in in in, in the league, you know. Yeah, um, obviously this weekend it's Wexford away. Then just off the top of my head, it's Wexford away. Then it's Galway at home. Then you've Cork at home, Clare in Ennis again, and you round off the campaign at, at home to Offaly. Like really, Limerick are favourites to win the league, but they're it's not. It's definitely a harder group than another group. Um, with no disrespect to teams on the other side, but it is the harder of the the one division one groups. Yeah, realistically, Jack Limerick are favourites to win everything they enter at the moment, and and yeah. and why shouldn't there be you know three All Irelands in four years, twelve All Stars in one year, a total of seventeen All Stars in the panel? Where do I stop? You know. Um, if, if, that, if that doesn't warrant favoritism, I don't know what does. But yeah, they 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 they, they probably will be favourites. Um, uh, you know, and like I I believe that you know they they will approach the league differently this year because as I said, they had the opportunity in preseason last year they didn't have it, and plus the fact that it runs in it runs into the championship. Um, there, there, there are very, very little gap between the league and the championship. 
and like you know the joust with cork and park Kiev, um there's nothing better to force but to, to focus minds yeah and just a bit on wexford because obviously under new management Darry egan from tip is the new manager they were beaten well in the walsh cup final by dublin but Dara, I would imagine, will have seen Limerick are coming to Wexford in the first round of the league. Let's lay down a marker. And they showed in 17, beat Limerick. In 19, in Limerick's first game since Windal Ireland, Limerick had to fight really hard for that win. I think it was 2-11 to 117. But going to Wexford in the first round of the championship is far from ideal, really. Yeah, going to Wexford and at any time if you're expecting to get off to a winning start, you know, isn't ideal. It's a very, very, very tough place to go. But if um, um, in terms of form and what's likely to happen, all we can judge on is what we've seen already this year. And what we've seen already this year is that we've seen Limerick um, uh, cruise through the Munster Senior Hurling Cup. We've seen um we, we we've seen a very indifferent performance in the Walsh Cup by, by Wexford. Um like they beat Leash, they drew they drew with Kilkenny and and um they they, they got seriously turned over, was it by sixteen points by Dublin? Mm-hmm. Um in, 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 in the final and I, I, I was just going going through them I, I, I was just comparing the, the, the Wexford team with the Limerick team in terms of how many likely frontline players were were involved in in the respective finals. Jack Wexford were 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 very very close. Like Clare, they had a very an awful lot of their first nine players on board, far yeah. more than Limerick. Yeah, I suppose if Dublin and the other side of the coin are looking like the, the Limerick of Leinster, they've hit the ground flying, and the potential is obviously there in Dublin. We've seen with footballers what they can do. So if Dublin can get their house in order this year, like they'll be. There'll be a real threat. I have two questions here, Matt, for you in a second. But um, before we go on to them, just on the game, like you were obviously favouring Limerick. Do you think it's going to be a big win for Limerick or just get the job done? I, I didn't it? say a big win, Jack. No, unless I'm wondering. That, uh, when you say they're favourites in every game, I'd imagine you think they're going to win. But you think it'll be a big win or just get I don't, the job done? I, I, I don't. And like, I, 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 I've in many ways qualified it by saying how difficult to place Wex for this to go. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, like there, there, is no easy game in 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 Wexford Park. We we saw that in 2017. We saw that in 2019. But Jack, leaving Wexford Park, um, and in 2017, you you were sort of envious of 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 um, where Wexford were to have picked up that vital win because, um, at that particular stage, that was Division One B, and of course it was. You know the holy grail for Limerick to get out of it, and virtually once you lost one game, like there were three contenders in that particular year, in that particular league, if you remember, mm-hmm. um, three standout contenders in one B. There was Wexford, Limerick, enough, and uh, Galway. For all our champions. Yeah, oh, no, and sorry, Wexford, be, yeah. Wexford beat Limerick, and lo and behold, they went on to Salt Hill the following week and beat Galway. Yeah. So Division One B uh, was over, but um, look, uh, if you contrast um, the, the fortunes of Limerick and Wexford since, like there is a dramatic disparity. Yeah, there is. So, in a few words, how like how do you think the game is going to go? I think Limerick will win, okay. but it won't I, be easy. Yeah, I'd I'd be going along. It's never easy going to to Wexford Park. Um, on Saturday, in the same group, you have. 
Cork and Clare. Um, which way do you see that one going? I think Cork will probably win it because if 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 if, if the um, Munster Senior League told us anything about Clare, it really told us about the influence and the importance of Tony Kelly. Yeah. There are there are two players. There are Tony. There's Claire with Tony Kelly on board, and Tony, and Claire without Tony Kelly. I I think Cork will share that one. Yeah, it, two teams that have been pretty much humbled by Limerick in the in the last few months. So it'll be interesting to see who can kind of get in, over. In, in, the, in the actually tumbled in the last two finals. Yeah, but it look. It, I'd say we'll look back in years gone gone and years past and say. When you were beaten by that Limerick team around this time, that that was no indication of where you were at. It was more of where Limerick at. But that's that remains to be seen. The hindsight is twenty twenty. The other game, the group is on the, the on Sunday as well. Galway versus Offaly. You'd imagine straightforward enough for Galway. Ah, yeah, it'll, that that'll that'll be very interesting. Um, particularly on the sideline, Shefflin against Fenley. You know. That 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 would be a very very interesting aspect of it. That will be a sideshow to it. But you you you'd have to go um you'd have to go with Galway. Um, but again, then you 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 just wonder. Um, uh, Henry Shefflin to a degree has a similar um uh, you know conundrum with um NUIG. They're going so well and and um uh, a couple of their key players, the like of Jack Fitzpatrick um. Evan Nyland, um, Brian Concannon, like they, they, they are key players. Whether they will be involved with Galway or not, that 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 will be interesting. And of course, it it will be Galway's first full season without Joe Canning. So it will be interesting to see. Um, that'll be an interesting game. I, you know, there's a certain amount of momentum with Offaly, Jack. Yeah. But um, I'm 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 going for Galway to 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 win that one. Yeah, I'm sure Henry wouldn't mind picking up a certain Limerick man from that NYG team, but that's not how it works. I suppose in well, he can keep his hands off him. <laughs> in group one B, uh, Tip Leash, Kilkenny, Antrim. Uh, I know Tip have been poor this year, but you'd imagine to get over the line against against Leash and Kilkenny to do the same against Antrim. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Yeah, and the, the probably one of the most intriguing games of the weekend is Dublin versus Waterford, and just to see. Like, are Dublin a real threat this year, or was the Walsh Park or Walsh Cup a, a flash in the pan? This is going to be the test. This is going to be the test. But um, um, like, um, yeah, whatever conundrum Henry Shefflin and 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 um, John Kiley have have are have the um, Liam Cahill has a similar one in 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 with his Ballygunner players. True. Very true. Um, so. Um, so that 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 you know, um, it's it's one that Dublin could win, Jack. Yeah, I with form. But I suppose to to be remiss of us when we're when we're when we're uh, you know speaking about about the the county senior hurling teams, not not take knowledge and mention and pay tribute um, to the great Patrick Maher who retired during the week and 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 you know I I I, I think what. What saddens me, I'm, I'm sad to see one of the great hurdlers going off the stage, but I'm also very sad to see the way in which he has gone off the stage, that that, that it wasn't of his own making, that he, he picked up an unfortunate um, injury and that he that he has now retired um, from from um, uh, due, due, due to medical advice 
And um, like certainly when you talk about great defenders and when you rate great defenders of this generation or indeed of any generation, um, Jack Parikmar is, 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 is right up there with him, right up there. A fantastic, absolutely fantastic player. And I suppose we saw him, you know, we've seen him many times against Limerick, but in the Munster final last year, despite um, the pressure that they came under in the second half, Parik Maher still held his own, you know, and yeah. and like they were hit by a tsunami, a Limerick tsunami in that second half, and that has been well chronicled. But um, Parik Maher still held his own. He's an absolutely fantastic, um, uh, fantastic servant to the game, a fantastic loss to Tipperary. But Jack, um, Parik Maher is a loss to the game of hurling. Yeah, he he's a loss. I think he. Made his debut. I think it was no oh eight. He made his debut, and I don't think he's missed missed the game since then. I think he started every championship game. I think he only missed maybe twenty minutes of one game. I think he went off with an injury. Like he was just a never pre- ever present. And for Colin, for Colin Bonner without Podrick and Brendan Maher, like that Tipperary team looks a lot more fragile. And they've shown that without them two boys, like. They may just struggle this year, but it's obviously it's obviously an opportunity for someone else. To yeah, step but, up but, in his shoes. but you know, um, Tipperary um, coming down from the high of 2019, and 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 we have discussed this that 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 the big names, you know, the leaders on that Tipperary team are are you know past probably past their best, and and um, now that that there's a two after exiting the stage. And the big problem with Tipperary, um, Jack, they seem to have plenty of hurlers, but they seem dramatically short of leaders. Yeah, and that's... And where, where, where are the new leaders? I, 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 quite honestly, I don't see them coming yet. No, no that might all change on the column banner this year, but um, I think we flagged it in the past. And certainly, I suppose, it was never more evident than in the Munster final last year. They, maybe apart from Patrick Mahal. Yeah. Like, you know, and um, I, I, I think they're down now to, they're down now to just three players from that 2010 All-Ireland winning team that, that, that are still around, you know. So that, that includes Noel McGrath and Bonner Mahal. Yeah, it's, it's a completely different team, but I suppose. And Seamus Callanan is the third one, you know. They do have young players coming through that if they can get those leaders in that they definitely have the capabilities. They're always going to produce good hurlers in the prairie. There's no doubt about that. But one of their best is gone and we wish him the very best looking retirement. If I'm absolutely, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely the very best. He gave us great great entertainment over the years as a hurler, you know? Yeah, I think he works in Limerick as a guard, if I'm if I'm not wrong. I know he's a guard, but I'm fairly sure he works in Limerick. So um, you may see him on the street, so you might wish him, wish him the best. In retirement. Um, so, anyways, that's moving on from Tipperary. We have a question here from Adrian Kelly before we move on from the hurling. Uh, who do you think is in pole position for the corner forward berth vacated by Peter Casey at the moment, given we haven't seen Graham Mulcahy in action yet? Um, I'll leave you start with that, Matt. What's your thinking on that one? Very, very good question. Yeah, very, very thanks. good question. Like, um, uh, it's it's probably too soon. It's probably too soon for Adam English, and um, that, that that probably is no standout performer. Um, Pat Ryan had a decent, um, had, had a very decent um, Munster Cup campaign. Whether he he 
he could well, in, 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 into corner forward, I'm not sure. Um, it, as, as I said earlier in this cast, Jack, um, depending on the, 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 the All-Ireland winning team that John Kiley chooses to, to, to recall, a place has to be found, I think, for David Reedy. And would he, would he move into the corner forward position? Uh, Possibility. Oshin O'Reilly was tried there twice. You yeah, know, Darren, Darren, I thought Darren O'Connell was the standout. To me, he be, be possibly between Ryan O'Reilly and and David Reedy, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I thought Darren O'Connell tennis was the standout player um, in the Munster Cup in that inside forward line. Um, I think David Reedy. Yeah, Dan Dan, I, Dan had a very very good Munster. Um, uh, cup campaign and uh, he, he and you know really stepped up to the plate against Clare. Yeah, which was the tougher of the two games. Yeah, I think they've really like. I don't think John Kiley would want to move around the system. He's brilliant backup to have to Hegarty, Lynch, and Morrissey. And if one of them isn't going well, that really could slot in there. I think it is probably down to Darren, Pat Ryan, Ushin O'Reilly, and like. We saw last year that he wasn't afraid to give Colin O'Neill his first start in Salt Hill yeah. a few weeks removed from the leaving cert. So there's nothing to say. Adam English, who, even though he's the same age as Colin O'Neill last year, he's that year ahead. He's in his first year of college. He's probably more of an, like he's more of an adult, if you get me, along his life. Colin O'Neill is another one, but I think Colin O'Neill is more of a, is a wing forward, I think, than an inside forward. But I, 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 suppose... I, I agree with you there, Jack. I, I, I think he's more of, more of a wing forward than... For that reason, I, I I would see him possibly in the role that you have spelled out there for David Reedy is back up to the to the front line, half forward line. Yeah, but I suppose um, Aaron Galan was an out and out half forward when he came through, out and out half forward till John Kiley mm. got hold of him and made him into one of the best inside forwards. So there's nothing to say that John Kiley won't do that again. I think half forward you have like. Conor Bylan is a very experienced championship player. So is Dave Reedy. So maybe they are thinking we need to make a new corner forward or, or give one of these lads a chance. So it'll be interesting to see. And obviously, if Graham Mulcahy said he's, he's ready to go after Kilmallock's, um, after Kilmallock's stint in Munster, he'll be the first name team sheet. I do oh, feel yeah, bad. You know, it, Graham, Graham will be first. And, and um, we, we should say that most of the Kilmallock players are, are, are not back in the panel yet for the simple reason that... Um, that um, uh, they, they, they've got a break. The those that were involved with Limerick last year have got a break because of the protracted season. So that that's possibly the reason why um, Graham Mulcahy and um, Aaron Costello and Barry Hennessy, uh, um, Robbie Handley Robbie are, are, are not involved. You know, for Sunday. You know, well, they're not well, back we yet. Know. I understand anyway. Yeah, yeah. The, look, a well-deserved break. What, what I will say is, finishing on that point, I do feel sorry for Barry Murphy because he seemed to be in prime position. When Peter Casey came off in the Ireland last year, you got that sense that it was a serious injury just the way he went down with not really anyone around him. It just looked worrying. And you were thinking, Barry Murphy came on that Ireland final that it was the Barry Murphy we saw burst onto the scene in 18. But obviously, he suffered the same fate. So, look... There's a chance there for, for someone to, to take the take the position. It'll be interesting to see which route John Kiley goes down. Um, we'll move on from the Hurling because we spent an awful lot of time on that. But we did say last week that we would give the Hurling a nice bit of attention 
we'll move on to the football match and as good a start as you'd like from Billy Lee's side in Division 3 4-9 to, to 1-11 winners over Longford brilliant first half um, 3-5 three, three, to 7 at half time but Limerick were 3-5 to 5 ahead um, Longford came back and it showed I suppose the resolve of this Limerick team that when Longford came within two, Limerick were able to break up the length of the field and get that crucial fourth goal. And we know how crucial goals are in football because it's it's so hard to kick three points that you're using a third of the energy to score a goal now. They're obviously more difficult, but you know what I mean. So to get a win, to start brilliantly, have a team come back, but have the resolve to to secure the win, it really bodes well for, for Billy Lee's side. It bodes very well, Jack. Um, it, 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 it is the kind of stuff that you would right for um uh, billy lee will be absolutely delighted he is absolutely delighted and he he's he's entitled to be and i suppose the most pleasing aspect of it is jack a win is a win but you touched on it there when they were under threat um in injury time when longford got the goal the way that they responded and closed the game out you know and four goals, a four-goal tally is, is quite impressive. And if you look at this Limerick team, Jack, over the last couple of years, they don't seem to have much difficulty in creating goal-scoring chances. Mm. They have a serious problem in putting them away. Yeah, and when, when, when and, they and, get it going... And, and, and that, 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 that was graphically demonstrated the last time they went to Antrim to play in Corrigan Park, when, yeah. when they created five or six clear-cut goal chances and only took one and got seriously turned over as, as a result. And it came <coughs> the week of the game after, which they had put, was it five past week on McNeville Park? Yeah, because when I was just going to say, when they when they get going in front of the goals, they can rack up big, big tallies. That five against Wicklow... The, the four against Longford, the four against Walford last year, the three against Tip in yeah. 2019, that was a kind of breakthrough win that, as you said, they're creating these chances, they're not taking them, but when they do, like they are lethal and they can put up with the best. So it'll be a chance this weekend, a nice segue into this weekend's game against Antrim at half two on Saturday, that it'll be a test to show how far they've come since 2020, that breakthrough year, when they play Antrim, who won Division Four last year, that... They probably know that if we could take our chances like we did against Longford, it'll be two from two, and that's a dream start in Division Three. That would be an absolutely dream start, and um, you know, probably in his wildest dreams, deep down, Billy Lee wouldn't have expected that. But that that there is an opportunity um, um, for that to happen. Although I am slightly doubtful that it will, you know, because I th- I think Antrim are very, 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 very strong, very, very focused on the Rendy McGendley. Um, very interestingly, Jack, um, I, I, I was just trying to um, get a fix on Antrim's league farm in particular. And um, last year on the way to promotion, they, 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 they featured in Division 4 North and played three, um, played three group games and won each one of them by a point, a single point. Um, wins over Sligo was one of them anyway, Leitrim. But they had a single point to spare. Now, they had a, a decent enough win over Waterford in the semi-final of the league to... Um... I think we, we're, we're losing you a small bit there, Matt. Um, I think you're referring to last year's um, 
the league performances from Antrim. They obviously started this league campaign with a with a one one fourteen or one fourteen yet to eight points win over Fermanagh. Um, they've obviously been growing over the last two years. I think Matt might be back with us. Um, the joys of technology. We were a long time getting this going this morning. Um, they all turn it off and turn it on. Route work, but. I'll just go through the, the games for this weekend in Limerick's group. Obviously, Limerick and Antrim is on, on Saturday. The other three games are on Sunday. You've Longford versus Louth, uh, Leash versus Westmead, and Wicklow versus Fermanagh. Um, the, the round one winners uh, were obviously Limerick, Antrim, Westmead, and, and Leash, just to, to kickstart that league campaign. Um, I'm just going to go through a few of the comments here. Liam Wolf says, is Gordon Brown available for Limerick on Saturday? He was obviously playing with Queens. Um, I suppose it brings up that dilemma, and I'd like to get Matt's opinion on this, with players playing games within a couple of days of each other. We obviously, everyone knows about the situation with, with Tommy Conroy and, and how that worked. And look, I don't think a player should be playing within two days of playing a league game. The likes of Tommy Conroy we saw it with David Clifford. Um, I suppose Paul Maher is not going to line out you well last night, more more close to home. We've seen a good few with Fitzgibbon Cup players playing during the preseason tournaments. <laughs> like they're all established players. Um, well, maybe not the Limerick lads, but definitely uh Tommy Conroy, David Clifford, they're all established players for the county. Was there any need for them to be playing Sigerson or Fitz or sorry, to be playing with their clubs in the in the first round of the league, certainly David Clifford is going to start for Kerry, regardless of what's going on. Um, don't think there's any need to start. Tommy Conroy is obviously vice captain of Mayo this year, and, and they're now without him. So, Liam, I presume Gordon Brown is available. I'm sure he'd be desperately keen to get started with Limerick because obviously Keane Sheehan played brilliantly at, at wing back last day, and it's his jersey now. And Gordon probably thinking I need to get back in and just show what I'm about, but at the same time. You don't want to risk an injury because if you're you're injured, you're absolutely no good to anyone. Um, that would be that would be my take on the Garden Brown thing. On on the on Garden Brown playing wing back, obviously Keen Sheen was brilliant there. Robbie Childs was excellent there. Killeen Fahey moved into midfield. Um, scored one three in the first half, including I think the first one one for Limerick. So a lot was made about Limerick losing certain players. Um, Tommy Childs midfield. Killeen Fahey has relocated there. Dane Evel has gone from the forward line. Um, Josh Ryan went in there and played well. And we lost Brian Fanning and Sean O'Dea went in fullback and played excellently. So it's kind of really it's pulling from within the squad already to, to fill those gaps. Um, it'll be interesting to see how, how he goes. I think the team will be named Friday at some stage. A comment in here from Patrick Silk. Limerick needs to start well in the league versus Wexford. Yeah, I think it's a given. Um, we saw... We know the difficulty of Limerick's group in comparison to, to the other groups. So, look, it will, it will be interesting to see how to get going. As I said, um, if that last, or whatever, five years ago, Wexford beat Limerick in the start and then they went on to win the league and get promoted. So, look, it's, it's very difficult to, to, to see your way back if you don't start well. So Limerick will, des will be desperately keen to get a start to go. Um, just while we're waiting for Matt there, I just played this interview we did during the week with Niall Morn. Um, obviously, Article Reach play a Hart Cup final against Tulla this um, 
Saturday in the Gaelic Crowns that can be streamed live with it. Played live at one o'clock for anyone to attend. So this was Niall Moran before the game against Tulla this weekend. Niall Moran ahead of the Hart Cup final against Tulla this year. I suppose starting with the semi-final, as good a comprehensive as win as you're going to get in the semi-final year, obviously motor in this stage of the year. Yeah, I suppose you look at the scoreboard, it was a big score racked up, but I suppose Jack removed the first quarter. Like there was three five scored in the first quarter, we scored one thirteen thereafter, third score one eleven. Do you know what I mean? So when you put it in the context of that, it kind of really tells you we're realistically at this was the first quarter like it was a case of Turles didn't show up everything we touched went over and so is that a realistic parameter of where we're at it isn't really like you know what I mean so we know going forward there's lots of things that we didn't execute to the fullest of our ability and we know that even in Tulla we play a team that are the best team by a mile that we've probably played to date they've beaten all the, the best teams in this competition Coleman's who were champions at this level two years ago beat CBC who were overwhelming favourites for it and at both times came from five time, uh, five points down seven points down respectively to come back and do it and then picked off a De La Salle team who were also very well fancied so we have a huge challenge ahead of us here and we're well aware of it I'm, I'm not so sure the general public are well aware of it but uh, we're well aware of it and like for us to even to be in a chance the next day we'd have to bring our fullest of our game for 60 minutes and not just maybe 15 minutes like we did the last day is that a message you're driving in with the lads that obviously they'll be confident after semi-final but there is still plenty of work to do to get over the line well these boys at 15 level they were well beaten in a semi-final by Coleman's at 16 and a half level they were beaten by Coleman's in a final and as a group they've won no silverware so hammering home messages the hope from ourselves is that we keep on doing what we're doing uh, like we play to the best of our ability we're the strength of us lies in, in the group and I suppose if we don't bring that at 100% then we will be found out very very quickly especially against a team like Tuller who are having just seen a couple of their games are so well organised really well coached Terence Fahey Aidan Hart guys who have operated at top level there over them a team that are you know what I mean coming huge momentum of all the local parishes like there's huge excitement out there and rightly so and like and again as well as that then a lot of lads that they have who've played senior hurling with their club that and you can't quantify that kind of experience where in our case I think we've only one who's tasted it, a little bit of club hurling so uh, do you know what I mean it's a huge challenge it'll be very exciting for any anybody who's going to rock on to the Gaelic Grounds there on Saturday it's well worth the visit and you talk about that experience and even though it's going to be your sixth final in 12 years it's a totally new group and it's a totally new experience for all those lads yeah, as I said there, these guys haven't played in a hearty final, they haven't experienced a hearty final like that, so the nerves and excitement that they're experiencing in Tulla for the first time is replicated in our school, and I suppose, look, as in, that's the nature of schools, it's transient, and uh, look, I'm delighted that the part of that excitement that they get to experience it, especially after the last two years, I know we had a group last year who would have felt that they had a very strong chance in this competition, probably a lot stronger than what we'd have given this group credit for, so uh, yeah, look, it's, it's great, but again, all those challenges from us as a management group and those of the players they all still lie like they have to bring their performance and if you get caught up in all the sideshows that performance won't come is there any pressure on you as a school appearing in the sixth final against Tulla who are in their first it's the pressure is every team is to perform and again that's cliche and the pressure is that whoever doesn't win the next day despite their glorious run to a final they have nothing to show for it and I suppose that's how you'll always be measured when you finish up your career in a lot of cases what you've won I suppose both of us share one thing in common we've never lost a final and I suppose in Tulla's case that means they, they'll play without fear in our case that means we'll play without baggage in that sense so I think both schools are starting off in a really even keel for it and you, you see Limerick obviously are going so well now and a lot of former arts college pupils does that give a boost to the team at the moment to know that there is that opportunity for success with a Limerick jersey if they can succeed with our school 
Yeah, I suppose like, you have to be realistic. Like even at the moment, Keane Lynch is inside in our teaching staff. But remember Paul Flanagan and Cormac O'Donovan, these guys are members of our teaching staff as well, who are currently representing and, and previously represented. Clare so for, for all our players like the nature of our catchment is you know, we've Limerick lads and Clare lads and I suppose they've been very fortunate and are very fortunate at the moment to see guys who have won all Ireland's at senior level in both and lads who are currently starring for both counties so uh, it's a lovely dynamic and I suppose look it's an, at 18 19 years of age if lads are going to be making it it's coming very close to them at that stage and when you got over the line in 2010 did you realize that this was possible that you'd be going for a sixth title in just over 12 years Jesus, going back to that, it's 12 years ago actually now, I'd say only for COVID robbed us, we'd have been hoping to have a reunion. Um, look, they were phenomenal days, even though I was lucky enough to be involved with Derek and Liam and Talagrady and Jimmy here at LIT. And, like, they were, that was just a magical moment, and I suppose at the time we were in dreamland, and I suppose we can kind of empathise where Tuller are at there now, I suppose. Tuller would feel that this is the first time and this is all a new experience, and, but that, that's the beauty, that's the kind of romance of it. Um, how the thing has moved on in the meantime, yeah, but that comes down to the hard work of all the teachers, all the teaching staff, all the parents, like there's a huge body of stakeholders, the county board, the local clubs, like facilities-wise, joint equipment-wise, financial aid, time-wise, all those people are huge stakeholders in anything that we do in art school. And do you know what I mean? I suppose as teachers, look, we enjoy it, we put in the time, but without that support, do you know what I mean? We'd be nothing. Uh, those are the words of, of Niall Moore ahead of this weekend. This weekend's uh, Hard to Go final with St. Joseph's Tulla. I've had a few questions in there, um, and we'll we'll keep it going, Matt. I know Matt. I was on the phone in there while the Niall Moore interview was going, so hopefully he's just trying to reconnect. Um, look, with internet um, in the countryside, I know myself for, from experience. You'd never know what's going to happen. And 171 podcasts in this is the first time we've had this big break in the middle. So look, we'll, we'll keep it going for a few more minutes. Uh, Pat Silk is wondering, he thinks Gerard Hegarty will start, not sure about Tom Morrissey and Aaron Galan, that Barry Nash is a certainty, is looking who does he think will start in the defence. Um, I suppose at the start, uh, it looks like it probably be Nicky Quaid will be in goal just to to give him that run out. And on Nicky, um, there's a great documentary on tonight, Laker Gale at um, half nine, or nine o'clock on TG Carr tonight. They'll be looking at the, the legacy and career of Joe Quaid, who... Two-time All-Star Limerick just didn't get over the line. Obviously, the losses to Offaly and Wexford in 94 and 96. But just a great Quaid family lineage in goals. Um, obviously, Joe had a, a really decorated career. And he's gone on to manage the likes of Kerry and Kildare. And he led Kildare back to Division 1 in Hurling recently. So that's not to be missed. But I think Nicky will get a chance in goals. Obviously, Dave McCarthy did nothing wrong in his first two games. But um, I think Nicky get the chance. I have Matt here, so... I'll get him in if I can. Can you hear me, Matt? Matt can't hear me, so that's uh, that's that's an issue. Um, I don't know how we'll, we'll hey, work Jack. this now. Uh, I'll let Matt talk to you for a second, and I'll just I'll just leave and let him him talk there. I I need to be able to to tell him this is this is how you do stuff off the cuff. Picture um, a no sound, Jack. Yeah, that's what he's saying to you there. I will just ring Matt there for the time being and. Mm, I'll probably have to do it live. Look, this is the, the beauty of doing these things live. I'm going to ring him now and just tell him to talk to you. So I'll just unmute him there for a second. I'll mute myself. Um, just bear with us for a second. Hello? Yeah, again, this is the, the beauty of of live, of the live. But I'll I'll head out. I'll see if, if it's my connection is the problem. And I'll leave Matt to talk to you. Um, you, can, you can't hear me, Matt, can you? 
Uh, I don't down. think he can hear. Yeah, he can't hear me. I'm going to leave Matt talk to you. I think it's us against the Gremlins today, and, and so far the, the, the Gremlins are working. But it, it, it has been a hugely interesting week. Board panels, sorry again for the interruption. Um, board panels were announced this week, and um, it's a, a very, very interesting panels. Um, uh, I, I suppose if you take the ladies' football first, the, the, the most striking aspect about the naming of the ladies' football panel, and they're not in action this weekend, but they will be in action the following weekend when they play uh, London at home. And um, they're involved in, in, in a group with, with, um, with three other counties, London, Carlow and Offaly. And I, I suppose it's, it's notable. First of all, it, 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 it was Graham Shine's first um, uh, panel naming as, 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 as the new Limerick manager. And he has chosen to recall a considerable amount of the players that were involved in, in the All-Ireland victory of 2018, but um, for different reasons had dropped off the panel since. And I'm, I'm talking about the, 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 the like of Neve Ryan is back on the panel, Rebecca Lee is back, um, Loretta Hanley, uh, Mairead Cavanagh, Katrina Davis, um, and, and Kathy Mee, of course, who was captain in 2018, um, is a very, very notable return. And, and Kathy, of course, was... Um, was the captain in 2018. Now, the captain's armband this year will be worn, worn by um, Roisin Ambrose, who has given great service support to Limerick Camogie and, and, and Limerick Ladies Football. And um, her, her vice captain will, 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 will be Amy Ryan from Oola. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a very, very, very strong team, and it's a very, very exciting team and it, 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 squad. And it, it, it is notable also for the, for the inclusion of... Um, Karen O'Leary and um, Deborah Murphy, um, who are, in, in um, of course, from Monegay, county champions, but who would be more associated with the Limerick Camogie panel, and I'll be talking about that in a second. Another notable feature of the Limerick panel is the fact that, um, that, that there are no from Colohar Bradford um, players on the panel. This following... Uh, they're completing back-to-back -back, uh, county intermediate uh, championship titles. And um, uh, the, the reason behind it is that um, uh, Neve McCarthy, who was captain for the last two years, is taking a year out. And Maeve McCarthy and Anya Cunningham um, um, are planning on going traveling. Now, travel was something for the last two years that did not impact on, on, on um, either county or club squads. That, that was due to the pandemic, the enforced pandemic, but it, it's, it, it's now back this year. So it, 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 it is going to be a bit of a conundrum for, for, for some clubs in that there will be an amount of players um, uh, traveling. But for now, Karen O'Leary and Debbie Murphy are included in the football panel and and certainly, it's on merit. They, they, they were actually outstanding with, with Monegay in, in, in the, um, the county final. But uh, another two notable exclu um, exclusions, they're not excluded, um, but they're, they're not available. Um, Arkeen and who has given great service to, um, to, to, to Limerick over the years, 
um, who got married recently, and Andre O'Sullivan from from Bally Landers, who who will be spending nine months um, in America uh, abroad. Uh, so, but will be hope to rejoin the panel when she returns in 2023. Another notable inclusion in the panel, of course, is the former Monaghan player, Grania McKenna, who in 2022 will, will be seen in, 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 in the colours of, of, of St. Elby's. And when I was mentioning the players from 2018 that have have been recalled um, are, are back, um, uh, another trio of players who were involved in 2018 but hadn't been involved for the last two years were Eva Hartigan, um, Emer Kirby, and and um, uh, Sarah O'Sullivan, who, who who are also back on the panel. It's a very very strong panel that, that Graham Shine has has named. It'll it'll be very very interesting to see what his first lineup will be to play London because it it will be a very in the context of the league. It will be a very very important um, a very very important game and it'll be an important game for a new manager. First day out to get off to a winning start, see how his team knits together and integrates together. But he certainly seems to have the material and um, the, dare I say, the woman power um, um, uh, to, to, to make a, a good start and get the league up and running. Now, looking at the Camogie panel, um, it, it is notable for the exclusion, of course, of of um, of um, Karen O'Leary and Debbie Murphy are not included. Um, and now they're included in the football. Now, what what the reason is, I, I'm I'm not so sure. But perhaps perhaps it just may be the travel bug again. So, um, you know that's fair enough. And um, now Marion Quaid has been named as as the the captain. Um, uh, the vice captain is Ashling Scanlon from Kilidi, who is the only Kilidi player. Um, despite they've been beaten county finalists um, in, in on, on the panel. Now, I understand that Anna Cunningham may be another one of those um, uh, that has caught the travel bug for, 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 for this summer. Now, ironically, the, the county champions, um, Newcastle West, have one sole representative on the panel, and, and that is um, Re Rebecca DeLee. Now, Rebecca DeLee... Um, uh, Neve Ryan, who plays with Brough and football with St. Elvis. Noel Curtin, who plays um, Komogi with Temple Glanton and, and plays ladies football with Hete. Um, they, they will be the three dual players. Now, Roisin Ambrose, I understand, is going to commit to football only this year um, as she has, um, she'll be donning the, 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 the captain's armband. So it's 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 very very interesting. There are a lot of new players um, that have been promoted to manager John Lillis's Camogie panel. So he, he's going to be he's going to be trying out a, a a lot of a lot of new players, and we, we certainly will be looking forward to seeing the like of A.L.B. Larkin um, as one that, that that could make the step up. Possibly Megan Ryan, who is named on a development plan. Um, very very impressive with. With, with Limerick Juniors last year, so um, we, we we could see the like of those those girls starting um, um, stepping up. But it's 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 um, it's a huge um, um, 
task on Sunday, um, sorry, on Saturday. They, they, they travelled to Callan on Saturday for the opening round of the league against league champions Kilkenny. And, uh, you know, um, you'll probably think that um, I'm off my head or something this week and that I haven't complained about something. And I, I'm just about to do it right now and, and make up for that deficit um, in, in that... Um, uh, in the league, Limerick are drawn in a group with Kilkenny, Cork, and Clare. And I think that there's, there's something inherently very unfair about a situation whereby you have three games and you play the first two of them away from home. I think I think there's something seriously wrong with that. Um, I cannot understand why. Um, all right. Three games, two have to be at home, or else two have to be away. Limerick's case, it's two away. Fine. But at least sandwich the home game with the two away games. Like, you know, the, 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 the task ahead of John Lillis and his charges and his, his, his team is absolutely enormous. You know, it's bad enough and tough enough to have to go to Kilkenny in the opening round. But for your second game to have to travel to Cork, like it's like, you know, the Camogie situation in the country is such that, that three counties, although it may become four before long, Tipperary are doing their best um, to gate crash into that, that elite group of counties. But like heading the pile for the last number of years had been Kilkenny, Galway and Cork. They're the counties that have really, really stood up in the last now. Tipperary are closed, have closed the gap, are closing the gap, and will hope to continue closing the gap and, and, and break into that elite preserve. But Limerick have to travel to Kilkenny and have to travel to Cork. I think it's an absolutely huge, a huge, huge and an unfair task. But it is what it is, and Limerick just have got to face it, and that's it. Can you hear me now, Matt? I see the gremlins are back and uh, no, the gremlins are half gone. Jack is half back. Jack is back with picture, but no sound. No sound. We didn't fall out, Jack. No. <laughs> I believe again. So. Well, have we abandoned ship this week, Jack? I think I think we nearly have to abandon ship at this stage. Um because you know it's 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 unfair, like and Really, really, this this is down to to the service suppliers of broadband at this end, I believe, um, who are very, very diligent, mind you, and and but the diligence doesn't stress or stretch beyond ensuring that they issue the bill every month. So, um, but it, it's it's down to the service provider providers, which I I I, I think the broadband is is is. Is poor in this area today, and it's normally pretty good, but you know it's it, it's it's uncertain today. So I, I I think we have got to take our leave of you for um, for today. And I, I see Jack is just running an apology there um, for what has happened, and I concur totally with that. And looking forward to podcast number one seven two next week when we'll have banished the gremlins, hopefully from Glenroe. Definitely from Glenroe and hopefully Ballysteen.
The impression again we get all be what you put into it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Kilkenny as Richie Bennis sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for pounds worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about him. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact of it. And that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? We have a couple of